when there's like the list of like making money is not infinite but like geez there's so many things because like you could go to yard sales and flip like just toys and random things you find uh you can invest in like stocks and cryptocurrency you can learn how to like play poker start betting you can like start like get into a hobby and like sell your crafts and shit and like it it just keeps on going on you know so life is what you make of it at the end of the day it is a 100 percent, and it's actually um funny that you mentioned uh school or well rather a school project it's for me college at least has always been a backup plan until i find out what i actually want to do um and as weird as that may sound it's like yeah you go to college so you can do the thing but i've never i i like okay don't get me wrong. I like my major. I like what I'm studying. I like the, you know, the people I've met as a result. I like the community of psychology. My psychology. Um, I like it, all of it. But I don't feel that's where... I feel like that's my hobby. And I have yet to find passion. If that if that makes, if that makes any sense. Um, that, would make, that makes total sense. Because, like, I went to school for graphic design which is just like logos and all that jazz but i changed my direction so now i do like purely advertisements or not purely but like that's my concentration now so instead of like making logos <clears throat> all the time now i'm like designing like creating ideas for like ad campaigns but like i've like i've seen college in the same light where like I want a job where obviously I'm like fulfilled and can make enough so I can like sustain myself. But like, I love to cook. I love to play video games. I love to travel. Like that's what I want to do. And I still haven't like, with being like an advertising major, like I, I'm very like happy and excited about the stuff that I do, but just like being stuck at a, at a desk or in that like environment is going to be interesting to learn from at some point. But like, that's why I created like a company with my brother. So like we can do stuff for other businesses, but it's more so like we're freelance contractors. So like he can travel, I can do whatever I want to do. Um, and I don't know. It's just like, it's that's really the whole journey of life is like finding a balance between like work and like pleasure and then also like finding out like what makes you happy because for one person it could be i don't know rehabilitating like guinea pigs back to health (laughs) and then another person it could be like building like like one-to-one scale models of like buildings with like I don't know Legos or some shit, you know. Yeah. So it's I don't know. There's so many different things that you can do. It is, and to get back to the original, um, the original like, I don't point plot point of the conversation was it's so the job that I have now I am basically a in-store shopper. So I you know people send what they want to uh, through Amazon. It's like hey I want I want a bottle of kombucha some cilantro a steak and i don't know a quart of milk 
So I go through, get that, you know, mark the packages, uh, scan the packages, have make sure they're ready to be, you know, shipped out. But it's just doing that continuously, like every single day, or when I do get the chance to go into work, it's so. I like the process of making money, obviously, but I don't like it's you know at this job and you know just any job of just the con like constantly just doing the same thing over and over and having very little to no variation and i feel like that's really that's where i i think my passion or my not my passion but what i have more fun doing is the whole content creation thing it sounds kind of cliche especially since everyone is doing it but the thing is about me is that i don't feel like i'm everyone i feel like i have something unique to bring to the table because the thing about content creation is that it it comes and goes in waves like um if you remember back in the early days of youtube or shortly i'll say shortly after youtube was created it was gameplay videos long plays of people you know just going through let's say a game as the last of us a very story a story driven game but nowadays it seems like things are much more focused on the sort of thing that we're doing right now the like the introspection type of uh, deal whether it's with shows whether it's with like the deeper meanings of that some games may have um and just other things and how they relate to the world as a whole so it went from these whole these long videos people going through games to this whole like okay what is this actually i feel like this is while this will always be around the same as those let's plays or whatever it's going to become obsolete i'll say in about five five to ten years because how much how many different ways can you repeat the same thing that somebody's already heard? And I get that that's part of the whole like packaging deal. Like just advertising yourself is like, why should people care about what you have over what someone else had? Especially if they have a bigger following. Like what can you bring to the table? I feel like I have a lot, like I said. And so just being at a job where it's, you know, I am, while doing very fulfilling work to a certain degree, um, it's just the same thing with no... It's a constant slope where there's no incline, you know, not, not even any decline. It's kind of just stagnant is what I'm trying to say. And that's what I, I don't, I don't like at all about not even corporate jobs. Just, uh, the, the term is nine to fives. So that's what I don't like about. And disagree with your point about YouTube, um, because I got onto YouTube, um, watching halo 3 like forge videos and just like tutorials let's plays all that jazz and it definitely changed in terms of the um the content that was being created but i don't think that the introspective qualities of youtube or content creation is going to fade in the next five years maybe like maybe i don't even want to say 10 because if you think about it, like millennials slash Gen Z is the driving force behind social media, um, where all of us were playing Halo 3, Minecraft and stuff when YouTube was in its like initial stages. And as we're growing up and as a society, we're becoming much more like open to new ideas. And that is the like it's the basis of like human connection you know 
like we all want to feel a part of something and it goes back to like primal times where like you wanted to become part of a tribe that way because like if you weren't you just died Socialized. and now um it's a sense of community that we're trying to create um with between each other and that's why uh like trans lives matter black lives matter like all these things are coming to the forefront because like as as a society we're like finally like opening up our eyes like we're no longer living like the traditional american dream or like um following the traditional like status quo that all the boomers have like like nine to five suburban household two kids wife dog like that's that's just not it for a lot of people <laughs> for a lot of people it's really just like all right give me like a two thousand dollar pc and like a couple like really cool led lights <laughs> yeah most definitely and uh get off my to i'm gonna get on my soapbox for a quick second and it's not not only is it not the like the dream that many people have now it's just not realistic because yeah. once again soapbox capitalism and the classes that Come along with it are so very toxic you have all the classes oh actually no not even all the classes the upper class like one percent is very much just up here the middle class hates the lower class lower class is like i, I don't I'm, i don't know what i'm doing wrong why do you hate me so they kind of just go those two the middle and the lower class just go at each other's necks and so they're like middle class like hey we want to keep our white picket fence our you know our uh what is it dynamic family household it's four to five four to five individuals in it with a dog and it's they fail to realize that the people who they're fighting against are not who they should be fighting against at all it is that one percent that controls a very a very wealth or a very healthy portion of the entire country per se um and that's all i'm going to say on that it's a topic for another day but uh you know the whole capitalism and uh political system and all yeah but that's yeah, something <laughs> man uh but going back to the whole job thing it's yeah it's i'm fine i'm fine with where i'm at well i'm not i'm not even gonna say that i'm not fine with where i'm at now but i understand that this is a stepping stone um me working a a part-time job and then doing Things that may interest me on the side, you know, streaming, the YouTube, music, etc., etc. Um, all of which I enjoy, by the way. They are all to help me really formulate what I actually want to be passion, a hobby that I consider to be college. While I'm fine, I'm fine if either one takes precedence. I'll, I'll be a little bit, I'll, I'll be a little bit sad if the hobby takes precedence or over the um over the passion, but pays well and as sad as it is to say money rules lives and it rules the world at least right now that may or may not change fingers crossed that it does i, I know i know and i'm sure the older you get the like more you'll just look for that inner peace actually no i, I feel like our generation looks for inner peace more more so than older generations did at our, at our age honestly you mentioned uh, no you were kind of low for a second oh sorry um yeah like you mentioned how like hobbies and jobs can kind of like fluctuate in terms of what takes priority in your life 
and I think uh, Kenny Beats put it really well, that, like, it's your hobbies is, like, how you get away and, like, sort of escape from, like, your, like, day-to-day life. Um, and you can, like, you're always going to continue to do it no matter what. Um, and no matter, like, what position you're in, you just need to make sure that you have it. And, like, in his case, he, like, went to school and, like, he still, like, loves it. But a lot of the advice that he gives to um, younger producers is just, like, don't stop working. Like, if you want to turn a hobby into your full-time job, like, don't stop. Keep going. Like, even if you think you're done and, like, all of your shit is trash, then keep making more. And you just need to be very prolific with what you do because, like, if you don't, put time and effort into who you are and invest time into yourself, you ain't going to be shit. Yeah. And that's just true. <laughs> that's, that is 100% fair. But I feel like the issue, the issue that a lot of people are age and even those who are only a generation apart. So like we're in there just now entering their thirties or early thirties, I'll say it's, I feel like a lot of us, and I'm once again guilty of this, it's like, how do we get past feeling like we plateaued? Like, how do you get past that, all right, this is this is all life has to offer? Because it's very, it's very, very easy to think that life is gonna, it's just shitty. It's, let's be real. It's very easy to think that. And I'm sure a lot of people who are gonna watch this in general know that life is, can be and is shitty. Um, and so when you're really, when you're trying really hard to work at something, but you feel like you've reached that peak, like that's all that's all you can do. How do you step past that? Because obviously it's it's possible. From everyone who's an artist, everyone who artists in both, you know, the physical sense, the musical sense, et cetera, et cetera, the business sense, um, the marketing sense, they've all reached they've reached the plateau above the plateau. So how do you get past that? that like initial plateau that you feel emo that you emotionally would be like what makes you feel that is it the people that you're around is it an internal sort of thing like where does that idea of plateau come from uh well for me personally i feel like when i think of plateau is when i find myself in a place of stagnation or that I can okay the I can I can physically see my stagnation um and a lot of it has to do with like today's today's market is well it's always been run by the numbers so for example um streaming on Twitch let's let's use that streaming on it's Twitch as a platform as a streaming platform just well it's everything it's not just games it's very hard to to get up there um and I get just like with everything else, it takes time. But seeing the same, I've been seeing the same amount of numbers in my view count for about started back in maybe late March, early April. I've been seeing the same amount of viewers in my in my number box or whatever for about I'll say two and a half months. Like there hasn't really. There's been, of course, there's, there's been highs. There's been very low lows. Like zero viewers, one to, zero to one viewer. And there's been the highs um, about I think 22 was my highest. it was in the it was either in the late teens or early 20s one of the two um but recently it's been like 
zero to about zero to about five. I'll say zero to five because that's a that's a good metric. Um, and it's like, how do I how do I go how do I go about getting past that? Is it just time, or do I have to change the formula, or is it both? Time is obviously gonna play a factor, but at least for me and what I've seen in a lot of my friends, um, and it's, it's something that I also believe in is like environment is so impactful into whatever you do and no one really talks about it and one major thing that i've noticed being here in savannah georgia for the past four years is like the amount like the different the different types of people that i hang out with and associate myself with uh i'm different because you're essentially the sum of the five people yeah, five people that you're closest to right so if you aren't so in in the example of streaming i think it'd be really beneficial if you started reaching out to other smaller streamers um that play the same games and like hit them up you know hit them like send them a message on uh fucking instagram or like hop into hop into the stream or whatever and see if you guys want to do like a squad stream or something like that and surround yourself by people that are like in a similar headspace where like you want to like grow and like have fun with you do because like at the same time yeah it means that you're going to have like cross audience integration where that's going to bust uh, bump up your numbers and that can really only go up if you think about it because if you let's say you start um uh talking to smaller streamers and you get a whole bunch of people who play like among us right yeah. then that's a that's a lobby of 10 that's at least 10 people that know who you are right and then if like three of them <clears throat> are streaming then let's say that's an extra 20 to 30 eyes on your content and just get you getting your name out there and i think a really good example it's definitely an, an anomaly but do you know who corpse husband is i actually yeah i do i will yeah when uh quarantine had first started funny story i was actually just binging like all those scary stories that are animated scary stories until like 5 yeah. a.m so yeah i know exactly who yeah so i've been following his growth for the past couple of weeks because like i didn't know who the hell he was uh but i excuse me do you know how, who offline tv is offline TV. it's like it's like uh not yasuo uh, Disguise Toast, Lily Pichu, Michael okay. Reeves, Scara. Yeah, so they, I started watching Among Us because of them. And then through them, I started watching a whole bunch of other stuff. But uh, with Corp specifically, he had been doing um, like scary content, the like the stuff that you're watching yeah. for like a long ass time. And then he decided to join an Among Us lobby with Jack Septicai, and that's also where uh, PewDiePie was at, and his career just shot through the fucking roof. Because, um, like, on Spotify, let me look up his his numbers real quick. I'm pretty sure he'd get like around like six or seven hundred k. I could be completely butchering this, but um, he'd get like pretty decent numbers because he already had like a million subs. But ever since he streamed with PewDiePie, people know his name. He's blown up everywhere. And his latest song, E-Girls Are Ruining My Life, <laughs> now has 18 million plays. When the first time I saw it, like two weeks ago, 
had 1.2 million. So that's a very, very extreme example of yeah. what I'm saying. But like, the fact is like, uh, or like going back to what I was talking about, like communities are what drive us as a hu as like people, as a human race type thing. And finding your ways to sort of hop in um, and like tap into those communities that you like uh, align yourself with is really going to help. And then like an another ex quick example is like Kenny Beats, you know? He has those beat battles um, weekly, I want to say. Um, but he now has the like second biggest Discord channel or Discord server. And it's all people who like love music. And aside from the beat battles, he also has like mental health sort of channels on his server. And people like can contact each other about music, life, just anime, whatever they want. Um, so it, it's really all about community. And I want to say like, that would be my solution, like how I would solve your sort of problem about plateauing. Yeah. I, I definitely have seen and heard that sort of be, I don't want to say the end all be all, but it's, it definitely plays a very, very large role it's growth in any aspect of life. And the saying that it's not what you know, it's who you know, is very much true. Like, uh, just, there's undeniable proof that it's it's not what you know it is who you know and who you network with and that's why networking it sucks that it's not taught it's subconsciously taught to us at a young age but we don't really it's just like oh hey go play with you know go make friends or whatever it's that's what it's always yeah. just like dealt to us as when we're younger you don't really hear about networking until you're about to enter college honestly um, yeah like where there's these college uh college what are they, what are they called I guess events where a whole bunch of schools are there and it's like oh you know get good getting good with the uh recruiter because you know they might notice your application or so on and so forth but it's really i feel like networking is it's presented as something that's like a um what are those called yes it is it is a symbiotic relationship but it shouldn't be like you, it shouldn't be it shouldn't only be you scratch my back i scratch yours it should be something that you actually you shouldn't go into business with someone just because you like what products and that product could be anything um what product they have they can offer to you it should be like oh i actually you know like this person's personality i like their work genuinely i don't want to just use them for about a year and then move on it should i i feel like connections shouldn't be so fragile um and actually and it reminds me of a conversation i was having with a few of our friends back i think it was last year when we had first moved in and alex um who may or may not you know ever want to be on the be on this whole podcast show type beat uh, he actually <laughs> had the most intelligent answer he had asked us what's the most important thing that uh a human can have and it's he and he said relationships um not in the romantic sense obviously but just your relationships with people in general and i was like oh that that's been facts yeah he, you know <laughs> he had his he had his uh i don't want to use gandhi as an example if you don't know about gandhi go research him but it he had his 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 epiphany his word of wisdom and i was like oh that's okay that's that's interesting to know i'll keep that in mind and while mm -hmm. i have been keeping it in mind it's like i have i follow some um, smaller streamers on on twitter on social media but it's like how do you how do you come off as someone who I mean, it's very easy i'm sure but how do you come off as someone who's like 
hey, I want to work with you, not with your product. How do you how do you do that, or do you, or can you do that? One thing that like I talk about a lot and deal with is, or like in my major specifically, um, I need to create content and experiences that connect with people who I have no idea exist. It's really a persona that is, let's say, I guess using me an example, like a 20 year old like art student who like loves tech and cooking, right? I don't know them specifically, but I can kind of get an idea of who they are. Um, and in your case, you understand that like they're streamers because <laughs> you see them streaming and stuff. Um, so when you contact them, just like, it's really about being genuine, I feel. Because, like, if you see someone streaming that has, like, let's say 102, like, viewers, whatever, you can ask them, like, hey, man, like, I really, really love your stuff. And maybe mention a couple things that they do that's unique. Like, hey, I love your, like, StarCraft streams because, like, they, they help me get um, to be, like, a better player. And now, like, my rank is higher or something. Um, like, would you be interested in, like, playing a little bit? Or, like, maybe, like, uh, I don't know, just, like, having a good time. We don't need to do anything crazy. Yeah. Then that would be a cool incentive um, for them. Because, like, Gary V also mentions that, like, anytime you, like, go and approach someone, no matter who they are, um, always give them incentive and give them a reason to pay attention to you. If you just, ra like, randomly DM people on Twitter being like yo let's co-stream they don't know who you are they don't know anything about you and odds are they probably see the dm will maybe think about it for a little bit and then just like not answer you know what i mean I but it, yeah exactly um but for example like i don't know you need to give person or people value before even getting your foot in the door you know what i mean because like if you don't then that's when you become a, like a leecher in that sense. Or like, oh, you have a lot more followers. I'm a lot smaller, but let's, can I, can I just get some viewers off of you? That's, that's not going to go over too well, you know? Yeah, no. It's, um, so I've seen so many, so many people put their uh, chances in a basket case by doing that. It's like, yeah. it like, you know, it's, I feel like, okay, let's say in the, in this scenario, somebody, let's say I go to you and I'm like, hey, I see you have more viewers than me. I'm a small time streamer. Can you give me a handout? That's what that sounds like. It's, can you give me a handout? And I feel like if that person agrees to do it, let's say you agree to do it, you'll come to my stream. We'll play yada, 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 chalk it up all, all, you know, phony and whatnot. But the viewers and, 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 you know, what? that's just not even, you know, relegated to only Twitch. The viewers like say Twitch and YouTube. They can feel when a connection is not genuine. Yep. It's it. It's just something about humans being able to, I guess, analyze other humans. It's like you can tell yeah. when someone only, unless they're very good at hiding it. You can tell when someone only wants you for something specific. Because I'll hop on your stream and then we'll never play again. They'll be like, okay, I'll get maybe, let's, I'll get maybe five to ten viewers from it. That's it. Whereas, and like, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, like, the worst thing you can do is, like, get a shout-out from someone, get a fuck-ton of, like, subscribers or, um, like, follows, and they're all inactive. Yeah. That's why, like, you need to, like, like, 
talk to smaller streamers like and i think it'd also be a good idea to just even do an off stream you know like just get to know them who they are and if you guys are cool and like play like just normally then you could like offer like yo like let's uh let's stream together sometime you know because then it's going to be that genuine connection and at the end of the day it's going to be that content that people want to watch exactly people love to see as no nobody i don't think many people don't admit it but people love to see others working together it's that's what's always well that's what's in times of crisis at least this is a weird example to use but in times of crisis always highlighted how oh such and such woman helped save other man or uh, help save men with kids in car or something and it's like oh the spectacle because especially nowadays humans are considered or we consider each other to be very selfish creatures and so the fact that helping each other has become not so much a uh common occurrence it's like okay this is this is something that they act that this person person a who helped person b actually wanted to do and uh to do i'm gonna, I'm gonna bring up two points and the first one being has uh, has to do with with what you originally said um i was i believe i was talking to maggie about it all um i said what did i say i said if someone had come up to me if let's say let's say you were dating you say you started dating a woman and she came to me and was like oh hey like oh what's what do you like about us wanting like what kind of person is he every i could tell i could tell her the most generic cookie cutter oh you know he's a nice guy uh you know he he's going to school he has a good head in his shoulders but that's what i could hear about that's what i could tell her about anybody about you about chris about alex about any any one of my friends but i think it was i it was someone in your past, I don't know who, but they had asked me, like, what kind of guy are you? And I was like, oh, well, here's who, here's who he, who, ah, who, ah, here is who he is to me, what I've noticed about him, and where I think he's headed. It's not just, hey, he's a, oh, yeah, he's a cool guy. It's not just that. It's like, he's very driven about what he does. He's a graphic, he, graphic arts. He loves to cook. I'm told, I've told them something that, you probably didn't even know about yourself, or I probably even haven't told you. Um, and I wish I could remember who it was for the life of me, but that's not important. Um, but it's, I, I told, I was able to relinquish new information to them. They probably would have gotten from you. They would just have to experience it for themselves. But now that they have that, what I said in the back of their mind, they're more liable to actually see it. Um, and I forgot what my second point but I want to know who it is. <laughs> I I know I, and it's I wish I really wish I could remember. Um, no, I don't think so. I don't know. It was either way. Um, but yeah, things just need to be need to be genuine and like come from the heart. I feel just in any in anything that you do, you have to actually give people a reason to to listen to you, no matter what you're doing. <laughs> but uh actually that you know the whole thing about relationships and whatnot actually takes me to my next point but how do you feel about about relationships like genuinely are they I, okay well let me be more specific how do you feel about new relationships because for me personally whenever i've started talking to someone it's like okay yeah i'll put on the smooth the smooth operator talk like hey you know what's up baby girl we're gonna go here we're gonna do this we're gonna do that 
But as soon as we start to get serious, I get that sort of anxiety where it's like, is this something that I really want to want to do? Is this is actually? And I I know I kind of lose myself in those thoughts. It's like, how do I how do I move on from that? And obviously, I've been able to move on from it, given that I've had past partners. But that first like taking the first step into actually being into a relationship right before it. It, it scares the hell out of me and i'm actually thinking in the past few days um so i just wanted to know if like if you've ever felt that way about any of your past relationships like hey is this something i really want to do and kind of freaked yourself out about it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right bring up um i i've had you know, a fair share of relationships since I've been here. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I've had three so far the past, like, three and a half years that I've been here. Um, but I'd say that relationships as a whole are are fucking sick. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> In what context? In what context? When they work. Um, because... I I definitely consider myself like a hopeless romantic where like, you know, I love EW stuff all the time and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. But the reason why each relationship I've had hasn't worked was because like the other person hasn't put in enough. Like it hasn't been like a balanced sort of thing, right? Yeah. So I find myself thinking about like what a future with them could be like like not necessarily marriage but just like you know after school next couple years or whatever um and after sort of like getting signs that it wasn't working it definitely was a well (laughs) in those three cases a deal breaker but it is scary to me like the the little the stage in before like it's actually a thing that is scary for me um only because i don't want it to end up like the previous one like i i'm definitely learning how i should be treated as a person and not just like as like a sort of not i don't even know how to describe it but like knowing my self-worth and knowing what i deserve is nice to know now but before i sort of had an idea of what things like really like a healthy relationship should really look like it it i don't know it definitely skewed my view of like oh this is all handy dandy and all that jazz um, and everything is peaches and cream, when in reality I was chasing like an unrealistic dream that was quite obvious to <laughs> myself <Yeah. laughs> in hindsight and to maybe a few others, like during or after the fact. But as a whole, I think they're pretty sick because even though like now single, I still have really beautiful memories with the previous people that I've been with. Yeah and every person that comes into your life it's they they like teach you something and they like have a place in your life no matter like what happens 
and no matter no matter like how long they're there. They were they were a chapter in the book. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They were a chapter in the and I definitely feel that same way. Like everyone at some point in their life has talked bad about one of their exes. Unless you're a saint, which I don't think anyone is. You've you've talked some mess about, about your exes. You have, your friends have, but it's all part of the healing process. But the fact still remains that those people were they <laughs> As much as the memes uh, make it out to sea, they were there to help build your character. Um, yeah. And you're going to have some very bad ones. Uh, and actually, I just thought of something else I want to talk about after this. That's really. You're going to have some very good, uh, bad ones. You're going to have some very good ones. And I haven't felt, with the whole anxiety thing, it was a period in my life where I was kind of... I, I How do I put it? relationships with women were they weren't on my mind and i feel like that's where that anxiety kind of came from because to me i was just cruising along in my six flow impala uh i don't have a six flow i was just cruising along and then boom this woman popped up and it was like oh shit in most i eh, as eh, in most cases, it was they liked me more than I liked them. Um, yeah, and that's and it's also very true that in order for a relationship to work, I feel the man has to has to like the or love the woman a lot more than not a lot more, but has to love the woman more than she loves him because women are natural like they're natural lovers and caregivers. That's that's what they are genetically imposed to just to just do the maternal aspect right. of being a woman like it's just motherly yeah right it's like it's not saying that they can't be providers and all that obviously can i come from a single you know parent household um but it's just in their nature and i feel like when the, whenever a woman would come and be like hey you know just not hey but instinctively right. try to yeah <laughs> how you doing uh they would give me hints <laughs> that they like me i'm like Okay, I'm catching them, but I'm also kind of doing what I'm doing over here. But when it gets to the point of progression where she's, like, where the woman is like, "Hey, you know, this is, this is what I want. I like you a lot. But what's your, what's your answer?" Essentially, I thought we were just vibing. Um, yeah. And I may, yeah. I may, I'm gonna get some dirty looks for that, but that's just who I was. I'm talking about high school, high school, high school. Um. That's what I. That's just the kind of person that I was, and once again, that's where the anxiety came. Actually, adding this person, like whoever it may have been at the time. So it's you know after of course afterwards I was okay with it to a certain degree. I was still kind of weird about it. Um, that actually takes me into my second point, and the second point was taking me to the third point. But does first does love at first sight exist? What are, what's your stance? Don't me, dog. <laughs> I mean, it's no no judgment here. Yeah. So, fuck. You're getting me emotional, man. Hey, I'll go. For, I'll go uh, first. I'll go first. No, no, no. no. I, I got it. I got it. Okay. So, I genuinely believe that love at first sight can happen 
doesn't very often, but that's why my parents got married. My, my dad, he like took an impromptu trip to Puerto Rico, saw my mom working at the desk. Just like, hi, how are you? Can I get you a room? And then my dad is like, oh, shoddy bad. And now I'm here. Now I'm the little fatty. Ah, oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so in that, like, in situations like that, I believe it's um, love at first sight. Or maybe even, like, I'd say, like, first occurrence. Or, like, first interaction might be a little bit more, more like, realistic for a lot of people. Okay. Um, but in my situation, like, in my life... I'd say that I've experienced like love at first sight and that person has like grown to mean like a hell of a lot to me and still does. Um, and it's, it's like the, the, the conversation about soulmates is oh. sort of in line where like you just meet someone and you're just like, damn, you, you sick as hell dog. You know, and you just like mesh instantly. That's why I mentioned like first um, like interaction. <clears throat> so I'd say I agree with that with a little asterisk. Okay, subject to change, not subject to change, but it it varies. Yeah, what is situations may vary. <laughs> yeah. Now, for me personally, I I do. And I don't, and I feel like that's what my life really is. Like it's very much a te- like a walking on a lot of things. Um, I say I do because first girlfriend ever. Um, I was I was I had liked her oof, since maybe sixth grade, but I didn't really start to like look at her. I thought she was pretty in sixth grade, but I didn't really start to look at her until about eighth grade. And I was like, yo. Like, all the feelings, like, came rushing back. So, in a sense, in that sense, kind of was love at first sight. Um, and, I, and honestly, as in, how old was I in eighth? 13? 12? 13? I don't know. As a yeah. early teenager, or preteen, I can't remember. Um, I felt like I've always, I felt like I had a pretty good grasp on what love was and what it meant to love somebody. Um... Just based on once again, like my mother, she was very loving. She was, uh, you know, mom is the best teacher, and pretty much, well, in all cases, um, so it was definitely love at first sight there. But I feel like thereafter, honestly, until until I I didn't until I like met Maggie or started, you know, getting to know her better. Uh, Everything, everyone else in between was kind of just, it was kind of not lust, but it was like attraction, like sexual attraction, because you're a teenager, hormones are going crazy, so on and so forth. It was kind of like, you know, once again, this is after they had already expressed their attraction to me. I was like, oh, you know what? Maybe you do look a little, look a little cute or something in your little school uniform or you know, your little, your little Uggs in your, in your leggings, everything. Um... It was it was sexual attraction, uh. So that's why I say I do and I don't. But I'm gonna have to probably agree with you that it has to it has to have the little the little asterisk next to it. Um, 
just because it's very i've only experienced it maybe twice in my life um so definitely definitely an asterisk there out of all the women that i've you know come into contact with courted sound fancy um it's it's been about twice yeah yeah and i feel that because like for me it's only happened once um but that's not to say that like i haven't loved everyone that i've been with like i've because i definitely fall very hard for people and no matter the time period at which i'm with them is I still like greatly appreciate all the time that like we've spent together and stuff. You know what I mean? Right, right. Um, but in terms of like love at first sight, it's I'd I'd like I'd almost relate it to kind of like a shooting star. We're like I've seen a couple. And they've been really cool and beautiful, but like it's not like your everyday thing. It's not going to be every single relationship. You're just like, Definitely. wow, Definitely. I love. No, that's that's so unrealistic. <laughs> um, and so my third point was it's actually a two part. Now you brought that up. Uh, first part is what's the quick? Okay, yeah, this is the easiest one. What's the quickest you've ever told a woman that I? Because mine is about shit. Two and a half to three months. Cause I, I definitely um once I'm invested in somebody, I I'm in the same boat. I'm like, oh okay. It's hyper focus. <laughs> like what is it called? Fucking uh tunnel vision. This person. Um so yeah, I think it's about either two and a half to maybe. Say I don't I don't remember. Like about like three months. Probably. That's fair. And I, I, well, actually, like it's, it's different for everyone, mm -hmm. because like, I've said I love you, within, two weeks, but like we weren't like friends. No, like we weren't dating. Sorry, it was like a platonic thing. Ah. Like that, it's a different type of relationship. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, but yeah, like for like actual relationships, like three months, like. It's because, like, you can say it, like, uh, the first time you meet them mm -hmm. or, like, in, like, a year and a half in. Because like, everyone is in a completely different situation. You know what I mean? Definitely. Um, yeah. Okay. Now, uh, second part of the third section would have to be uh, the honeymoon phase. Man, it's, it's, it's rough. Honeymoon phase is, it ha well, not it's rough, but it has been rough. Um, because once again, you reach that, reach that plateau and then something, something happens and it's just, it kind of falls to a certain degree, sometimes harder than others. Um, it, without getting into specifics, you, you don't really know someone until you've been with them quite some time. Like even, even today, I'm still learning a lot of things about, uh, about Maggie. Um, yep. We're both learning things about each other and it's you know it's just like oh I, I never knew that it's just something simple that you either may have forgotten to mention accidentally or or it's just something new that you found out recently you're like oh hey i learned this about my um but you you never really know i think until maybe they're on their deathbed honesty um in the honeymoon phase uh 
it definitely it blinds you to a lot of things about people um that you're with sure uh because i've gotten myself into some very sticky sticky situations it was before we even this one woman who i was with before we even got together it was she was kind of pursuing me and then i kind of i don't want to say caved in but i kind of caved in um caved in it was a short it was a very short honeymoon i don't even know how long but then immediately after that it was like just why why are you like this why are you yeah. why why are you so why are you so mean why why are you so mean to not, not even just me but just people around remember that yeah yeah and that's really just like um how it would it plain and simple we're young dumb full of bubblegum that's why we date people that's why we date sometimes a lot of people because like with everyone that comes into your life like sort of hearkening back to what i said previously like you learn so much about yourself and others and the relationship between someone else that's in your life and taking up a lot of time um and in situations like that it definitely like the honeymoon phase was or like it's it blinds you to like the real problems that you can really only learn after who knows how many relationships or how old you are um but it's something that a lot of people definitely go through and you and i are both definitely subject to that um but my perspective on that is that it's um at least in the, like relationships that i've been in it's okay because realistically we're not even out of school yet we haven't had to you know go job hunting and that is our primary that's that's it no school <laughs> nothing else like Job. i'm working <laughs> j-o-b <Job>. like <laughs> we haven't had to do that yet um but that's gonna change real soon um but um you know like it's i don't know we're all young it's it's perfectly fine to like have like relationships that suck i I'd say that if you're dealing with that when you're like, you know, tw like mid to late to eh, mid to late twenties going into thirties, and you're still not out of the honeymoon phase or don't know like what you should like really get out of relationship and like how you and this other person are gonna move forward together in like your in like your respective lives and together, that that's a problem. You might want to talk to someone, but yeah. <laughs> as of right now, like even though like it it sucks sometimes and kind of leads us to uh less than desirable <laughs> situations plenty of times yes it is what it is man it is it what it is <laughs> yes sir <laughs> relationships are definitely uh they're they are a uh everlasting classroom you're just learning learning something new every I, day. yeah and I'm trying to take a break. <laughs> it's it's well deserved, but it's I feel like my problem, and I've expressed this before, but for anyone who doesn't know, uh like you heard us say earlier, we well for me, I'll speak. Um I fall like very hard and for the longest time I had always thought that in order to have sexual relations with them, uh you had to be dating them. And that didn't 
it that didn't like come back into into my noggin until how old am i 21 until i was about 20 it, it didn't get into my head and it's just it's because I, I hadn't experienced it. Like, everyone who... Uh, okay. Everyone who I had sexual relations with, I was uh, in in an intimate relationship with. And it just never crossed my mind. Like, hey. Like, I've always heard of friends with benefits. Don't get me wrong. But it never felt right to me to just sleep with someone, even though you're not in a relationship with them. Until it happened. And I was like, it's that hey, Like, it's... No, okay for me not okay morally but it's okay for me like okay with it um so it's sex is also a different ball game we'll get into that because we're coming yeah we're coming up on the hour on the hour mark pretty soon but yeah uh it's sex is definitely a conversation that i want to tackle because if you're not having if you're not having good sex you uh you, you need a new partner no matter who it is, but um, yeah, no, that's that's also you know I feel like the time that we're in now, having a lot of sex is, unless you are just a small brain, having a lot of sex is like no matter if anyone, no matter what anyone has to say about you having sex, they're not having it. So about what they have to say, if you are one of those people who like, oh, it's mainly aimed towards women too. Why are you having a lot of sex? Uh, why aren't you? I, whether it's with one person, whether it's with multiple people, as long as you are comfortable and it's consensual, you should have no problem with what you are doing or what anyone else is doing. As long as there's that agreement between the two people who are having sex. That's why fucking spitting right now. <laughs> so I'm gonna say. But um, I feel like. I feel like that's a good that's a good stopping point for now about 40 or 54 so, yeah i mean yeah we talked about a lot and actually <laughs> gonna be upset with me I, I didn't press record until about six minutes in but i don't know either way we got it we got a lot of good content so, what it is yeah it is, it's <laughs> first first trial so no one can be too upset but mm -hmm. what we covered in those in that, like a lot of time saw that you guys uh we all have the same 24 hours in a day if you don't feel like you have enough time, you're lying to yourself. And I can say that because I've been lying to myself for quite some time, and I still am to a certain degree. Um, you have time. You just have to find it out yourself. Because, and this, oh, that's a, that's a nice tie together. Um, you being your own boss. If you want to be your own boss, like in life, and make your own money for yourself, that way, you have to manage yourself. And managing yourself is the hardest part about being a human. It's it, it it's rough, but if you can find the perfect way to balance yourself and what works for you, then you'll be you'll be golden. You'll be on a fast track to well, not a fast track. You'll be in the you'll be entered into the marathon to get where you want to be. Uh, so use the time that you have wisely. Of course, allow time for yourself to um, to relax, mind, but you have to make the most, especially if you're younger. Do what you can. I know financial uh, situations are kind of tough, especially now. Do what you can, and if anyone has a problem with it, shove it up theirs. Back then, 
and sort of cap off this little this little nice little podcast we had. Uh, yeah. Um, do whatever the fuck you want. And I'm assuming the people that are watching this are probably our friends, maybe even some other individuals. But yeah, um, there's no other time that we're going to be able to fuck around and try and do whatever we want without as many repercussions as a 40 year old would have, you know? So like, if you want to like move across the country and go to school, like I did, fuck it. (laughs) If you want to like start a relationship with someone that like you like like trust and have a good time with go for it if it doesn't work out that's fucking life shit happens dude (laughs) like there's there's so like it's it's cliche but it's true like life isn't very long and this corona definitely is (laughs) you know telling of that you don't know when you're gonna go and you don't know who you're gonna meet what you're gonna all that jazz so just do whatever you want have a good time just Drink, drink water. Uh, oh yeah. Please enjoy. Stay hydrated, please. Enjoy hot sauce. Hang with your boys. Fuck it. <laughs> but thank you all again for those of tuning in. Uh, you can find me at also on under all social media at Jiggy Boy. It's J I G G I underscore D. Twitter, Instagram, uh, Twitch, YouTube is all things Jiggy. Every first letter. Right, you know what just all things jiggy you'll, you'll find me you'll find me um but yeah thank you uh for tuning in do you have any any remarks you want to plug anything follow me on instagram az.psd look me up on spotify it's oh, just my name is wani a-z-w-a-n-i he's jiggy boy underscore d everything spotify you can find me apple Music. both make it's very good so tap into that and uh but thank you guys for watching, and we will see you on the next episode, whenever that may be. Bye-bye. Well, hey, uh-